Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, it's Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Katie. And welcome back to our lovely Evil Satan Robot Bitch show. (laughs) (laughs) We are back. And um, yeah, do you have any exciting news, Katie? I just have a couple of shout outs before we jump in for some new patrons. We have Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome. Hi, Jennifer. We have Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Welcome. Okay. Thank you so much. Hi, and we also welcome. <laughs> and we also have Hannah. Hi, Hannah, and welcome. Um, yeah, we love you guys. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. Uh, yes, we have thank a lot of you. Yeah, we have a lot of extra content over there. If you're interested, go to Patreon.com/slash/NotSoMollyMormon. Um, but yeah. without further oh. ado, <laughs> I'm gonna jump right in because I'm so excited. Um, We have a special patron and friend on the show as our guest today. It's Shelby. Hi, Shelby. Shelby. So excited. (laughs) We're so excited to have you for so many reasons. Um, Sarah, do you want to introduce Shelby? Yes. So first of all, Shelby, this might get on your nerves, but you probably get this all the time. But honestly, (laughs) whenever I say your name, I just think of... Shelby, drink your juice. Oh my god! You know yeah. that movie, and because That's you're southern, Shelby, drink your juice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the movie reference. I just want to see if everyone gets it. If you don't, then you can message me. But it's one of my like every time I'm just like in my head when I see your name, it's like Shelby, drink your juice. <laughs> Anyways, I was named after the play. The movie came out the year after I was born, but oh yeah. And then my, I have a cousin named Malin. <laughs> so that it's like is so little. amazing. <laughs> Cute. I love it. It's so good. So listeners, so I know Shelby from back in the day of YSA in Georgia. So this is like when I was 20 to 22 and we were little Mormons in South Georgia, like Valdosta, <laughs> Georgia, it, or as my niece calls it, Valduki, Georgia. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it was crazy because when we, we hung out a few times at YSA and then I ended up moving back out to Utah. Then we, obviously I moved to Berlin and Katie and I started the podcast and Shelby, like, I don't know how I, maybe I remember like you following us or commenting or liking a post. And I was like, wait, is this Shelby from Georgia times like Mormon Shelby? What is happening and what's going on? And then we connected and you told me your story and it was obviously traumatizing and tragic as a Mormon, but also really bonding. Cause I was like, Oh my God, we, we both left the church. Let's catch up. Like, and also you're doing amazing things in your life. So take it away, Shelby. Tell us more about you. Well, and I also want to say like, it's funny because I was so excited that you were like out and I like out, you know, I go, my brother's out, you know, but it's like, because it's kind of cultish and you are getting out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but Definitely. when I met you were, I was like, because whenever I first met you, had you already gone on your mission? No. So I never went on a mission, but I was definitely like, <laughs> prepping for it like I and she went through the temple yeah (laughs) well like I just remember meeting you and thinking like I mean because at the time you know I I wasn't like a good Mormon and I was feeling so much like shame about not being the best Mormon and I felt like you were the best Mormon I was like this girl means it and I was thinking, like, I could be more like her because you knew so much about the Book of Mormon. And, you know, and I was just listening to you, like, during classes and thinking, like, I got to be like her. I got to be like it. So cringy. So hey, like- listeners, haters, if you're listening, that's coming from an outside source that Sarah actually was a very big Molly Mormon. and She knew her shit. <laughs> I was, you guys just read my journal or go back through my Facebook posts. And I tell you, like, they are cringy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that visual of Sarah being the actual Molly Mormon, <laughs> Georgia, young single adult. <laughs> 
with your cute little cardigan. Oh, at that yeah. point, I had the crop cardigans because I was like, these are cooler if I wear cropped cardigans. Right. Oh, what a time. <laughs> so I don't bad. cover my waist, just the top. Yeah, just the top. <laughs> But the funny thing is, I thought the same thing about you, Shell, because I was like, oh, I want what she has. She's like, because at the, at the time when I met you, you were engaged to a, what I thought a Peter Priesthood. So I was like, oh, she's like doing what you're supposed to do. She's getting married at the right age to like a Mormon. And in South Georgia, that's even more like unheard of and even more like quote unquote righteous that you waited until you found a Mormon in South Georgia. And I was just like, I need to be like her. So it's so (laughs) funny that we thought the same things. Isn't that funny how everyone is constantly wanting what they perceive someone else to have or they, you know, how we compare ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like feeling that way inside. So it just comes out in your head. You're like, Oh, she's better than me. Hmm. Especially in that Mormon culture, right? That comparison. Right. Yeah, because and especially in, so at that time, because obviously in Georgia, we didn't have like singles awards. So it was like YSA activities. And I think what well, about also had like what, two wards at the time? Like the, the building was split into two wards, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because and, we went to certain services. Like yes. Schedules. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And they had like the singles, like the YSA, but it was a very small group of us. Um, And we had like, like I was telling you before we started recording, I remember, and I don't, I thought it was at your apartment or your future at the time husband's apartment that you guys would live in together. Or maybe it was some other YSA member, but I just remember like having an activity there. And that's when I was like, oh, they look so cute together. (laughs) Uh, little, I know. little did you know what we're all gonna learn in a ew. moment yeah, <laughs> ew. Yeah. Ew, yeah um listeners so Shelby sent us an email that was just incredible um and this is how she started it to us so I already loved her she wrote let me know what you hot heretical harlots think of my story and I was like oh <laughs> forward <laughs> I love alliteration right me too alliteration is like goes straight to my heart if you guys want me to ever do anything for you throw me some good alliteration and I'm all for it we know the secrets now yeah. so uh, Shelby's gonna read us the email that she sent us because it's it's phenomenal and then we as usual as we do we're going to interrupt her and ask her all the questions <laughs> Please. So, Shelby, whenever you're ready, take it away. Okay. Um, so I started writing this story just as, as a preface. I started writing this because my best friend and I had talked about writing a book or making a podcast about all of our awful dating, you know, and man history mm-hmm. problems. And yeah. so we named, we named every story. And so basically I like took the story and just you know, elongated it and added a lot to it, a lot more details because we were just making short little paragraphs, but we, uh-huh. decided, and we were dying laughing when we decided on the name of the story, <laughs> but, um, we called it, can you give me a hand, Jesus? There's <laughs> <laughs> you'll get later on. So it's so good. <laughs> Which I must say, I'm I'm not going to give it away, but when my husband was asking me tonight, like, oh, who who is it that is recording? And I was like, remember that story? And then I went and he goes, oh, the hand story. And I was like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one. It is the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead. <clears throat> I was raised a rule-abiding follower of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints a.k.a. Mormon, Mitt Romney Mormon, not Warren Jeffs Mormon. Important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> that is an important distinction. I feel like writers, <laughs> a lot of times, they, like, lump them all together, and Mormons get very upset. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, they're awful. They they don't know when they're talking about, even though they're yeah. following the original Joseph Smith. But yeah, whatever. right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> At the old age of 19, I knew I had to light a fire under my ass and get myself a good Mormon man, or I would be destined to be alone in the lesser heavens. Through extended family and friends, 
I met Ronald, and that has an asterisk because we're protecting his name. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who was a 26-year-old straight-laced Mormon man hungry to lose his virginity in a marriage for all time and eternity. Ugh. It's so true, you guys. Like the, that phrase is so perfect. Hungry to lose his virginity because I swear to you, like that is what a lot of the Mormons that yeah. I know anyway that got married, especially got married young or fast. It's like you can tell how horny they are. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, more than thirsty, they're hungry. I mean, honestly, you know, I always go too far, but when I think of like young Mormon guys or not young, just Mormon guys who haven't been married yet, I just think of those khaki pants that showcase mm. the gross Mormon boner that they get. The visual is so strong in my head right now, and I wish it wasn't. <laughs> because we've all seen it. You, you've seen it at least like once in your lifetime or multiple times like me where it's like, oh, where do I look? Because I'm a good Mormon girl. I don't know where to look, but okay. And then if you're on a date with him, you can't do the full like front hug, the side hug because he's getting a boner. Yep. Your hips up a little in the hug. Yep. Like, scoot your out so that you don't touch yep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this leads right into that to fully understand this story you must know that from a very young age much too young mormons teach that you must never masturbate lest you show slavery to the flesh (laughs) so true yep talk talk about that Mm -hmm. Therefore, the really, really go-getter Mormons have never masturbated or secretly have done so a total of six times, all of which the sinner feels self-hatred for and will never admit. Oh, yeah. It's like they do it and then they feel so insanely guilty. They go for a long time without doing it and then they do it again because it's natural (laughs) and then it's this cycle. Yeah. And they just hate themselves for being human. Awful. So sad. And it's like the constant guilt of like, I know I already repented for this about 700 times, but I did it again. And I promise I'll never do it again. And then you just feel disgusting and sick. And then, like me, I did it again. (laughs) It was like, yeah. And then you're led to believe that if you do it again, you're addicted. And it's like, no, I'm not addicted. I just, I just like feeling good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. you know what's even more crazy is, you know, there's like that scripture verse, I think it's in the Bible that says like, basically you're allowed to sin like, or be forgiven seven times 70 or whatever it is, like some math problem oh, that yeah. you're not good with. And I remember literally being like, I got to keep track. Like, I got to <laughs> keep track of how many times. I've when had- are my, when are my repent, my forgive, being forgiven like, and going like, run out of God was like, it was fine those 700 times, but 701? Uh-uh. <laughs> That's out of here. Outer darkness for you. Too many masturbations. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this means these poor testosterone-driven boys grow up with guilt and shame about the completely normal, healthy, and good-for-science urge to procreate. Which makes me very sad for them. Me too. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm so unhealthy. Say, yeah. Like I'm trying to say, I'm trying to give them a little credit, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to, but sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean there's, like you said, like there's reasons why these shitty Mormon men do the shitty things they do. And I think a lot of it comes from being like sexually repressed and oppressed. Yeah. And so then they take it out on the women around them because they don't have a healthy. Yeah. They don't know how to handle their quote unquote urges because they're just told to ignore them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they take it out on people weaker than them to keep it quiet. Yep. 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 And blame it on the women too. Always. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that was like a preface to the beginning of the story, um, because I felt like that should be kept in mind during it. But so now it's like my introduction. So I said, 
I was born into a family with a long ancestry of Mormonism in the great state of Georgia, USA. Woo! <laughs> cheers, Georgia! <laughs> I'm cheersing you with my water because I can't drink. <laughs> uh. I personally feel that Mormons tend to be stricter in these states far off from Utah, given that there are naturally fewer members. Therefore, the rules can be stringently instated and reinforced. Mm-hmm. I remember only being able to have Sprite at birthday parties, the only common soda without caffeine. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but that sent me because I remember when I was little, do you guys remember how there was like, I can't recall the exact brand, but there were brands of root beer, different brands. And like one of them had a little teeny tiny bit of caffeine. I don't know if it was Barks or whatever. And that was the one that was like the no-no root beer but you really? can have the regular yeah <laughs> make sure it's caffeine free <laughs> that's hilarious I didn't know that because we never drank root beer growing up like my family I think was a bit different in the south because my dad wasn't a mormon so like we all drank caffeine and soda and stuff but yeah I do remember going out to Utah and it was like root beer or Sprite or apple, <laughs> right. what was it like apple soda or something? Oh. Yeah. Like they had apple beer, apple beer. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. And I was like, where's the Coke? Where's my Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yeah. It's funny how different families decide that that's awful versus others. You know, like there were many families that had like Mountain Dew and they were fine with it. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's like their interpretation of the word of wisdom and they are, they can switch it out with whatever they want, unless it comes to coffee or alcohol, then it's like all across the board. No. <laughs> oh my God. One time this guy wouldn't eat, um, my aunt's, um, what's that liquor that you make cake with? Uh, um, like, like, I'm not like, sure. People put like whiskey and stuff, but it's like, dang it, this is gonna. Is it like, I, is it like Irish cream? Something like that, but a rum, but it, rum cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna kill me later. Okay, <laughs> rum cake, and he refused to eat it because it was made with rum, but like it's cooked out and it's not yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. It just has flavoring. <laughs> I know so many Mormons who wouldn't eat that. They wouldn't even, we, Sarah and I have a mutual friend who wouldn't use the term better than sex cake because it had the word sex. It didn't even have alcohol in it. Yeah. Even a Mormon thing. Like that's so silly. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I had a, I had a Mormon roommate who wouldn't even eat like coffee flavored ice cream. And she was so judgy. When we had it in the apartment, because before I left, I just love coffee flavor anything because I was like, well, I can't have actual coffee. So I'm going to have like flavored stuff. And she would like I would bring it out and eat it. And she was just like, you know, that has coffee in it. And I was like, yeah, but it's more like coffee flavored. She's like, you should have that. Okay, How funny so. that when we were Mormons, we would judge each other by what we ate. So, it's so bizarre. And don't even get me started on like tiramisu. That is definitely the devil's dessert because it has exactly. coffee and alcohol in it. Yep. Like <laughs> in tiramisu. Yep. <laughs> they not do it. <laughs> devil. Uh, devil. That devil caffeine, you know. <laughs> You're going to the lowest heaven straight. Straight there. Yep. <laughs> Straight to the celestial boom. <laughs> um, and I remember feeling like my mom was a cool mom because she would let me wear shorts to a birthday party of one of my school peers just so I could fit in. So you were able to wear shorts and not, yeah, like <laughs> be like the weird Mormon who's wearing whatever down to her Capri ankles. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I had so many capris. Capris were my jam. <laughs> Um, in a very sad turn of events, both of my parents unfortunately passed away before I was 18. My mother, um, yeah, my mother, the more devout of my parents died when I was only 13, leaving me with my more laid back convert father during my teenage years. Of course, this brought so much sin into my life. 
drinking alcohol with friends at backyard parties because you know it's the south we have backyard. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we have trash so like, many field <laughs> would you guys have bonfires because i always picture like the south with like bonfire backyard parties yes okay yep, totally. always mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and finally having sex with my high school boyfriend just after graduation Uh how dare you actually have sex with your committed boyfriend how dare you do that how dare you it was awful (laughs) Mm. I remember saying to my friends after this really I was like I don't know why people like sex it's not good (gasps) (laughs) oh dear (laughs) I mean I think we've all been there especially as I mean as everyone but a lot of times when you have a man as a partner. A lot of them don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my journal the day after is beyond cringy, stating, and I quote, and I really like got, I have my journal, you know, on deck, and I really did type exactly what was said in the journal. Am I a slut now? No, right? But I definitely can't go to the temple now. Oh. Oh, sad. It's so sad, like that you would even question that about yourself. But then your immediate thought is now I can't go to the temple. I did this horrible, quote unquote, sin. Yeah. And it's like I was feeling shame for that. For Yeah. I mean, I've been dating him forever and it's like normal. And like just the. the Sorry, my, my chat. Is it just me or is the connection bit wonky um it's fine for me oh sorry guys it's my side okay sorry (laughs) listeners it's just me (laughs) so if you guys Um, have a long pause of where I'm not talking or it's silent it's because it just keeps dropping so just continue I'm not I'm not disappointed or annoyed or lost interest in your story, Shelby. I promise. <laughs> she just lost interest. She's just like, peace, I'm gone. Like, right. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, too, it sucks that you felt that way and you felt so much shame and all of that. But on top of it, like the gross, like rotten cherry on top is that it wasn't even good sex. Like you were like, do I even like sex? So everything about it. It could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> anyway, fast forward a year and I'm 19, having already lost both my parents, finally broken up with my high school boyfriend and moving out of town to continue college. My extended family, um, who always, you know, were like, can we pick you up for Wednesday night activities? You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I love them. Um, but it's like, you know, they were always like, "Uh oh, well, Shelby's, you know, off the, off the wagon. We need to get." They're trying to like, yeah, make you stay on the boat, as they say in Mormonism, like keep yeah. her cling to the rod. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're forcing that rod. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta cover that sometime. I don't think we've done a full episode about the iron rod. We need to dig into that. Oh my god. That's got to be the title of it, too. The Iron Rod. Mm, or like, playing to Iron Rod, and then it's like, oh, what are they talking about? <laughs> 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 um, my extended family introduced me to a perfect on paper returned missionary. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who happened to be a senior at the new college I was attending. Mm. He also had a 4.0. Oh, my God. So, yeah, on paper, it's like he's an RM. He's a priesthood holder. He's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a virgin and a 4.0. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of slowly started dating in Mormon terms, a.k.a. he picked me up for church every Sunday and we sometimes kissed. <laughs> some reason that like cracked me up so <laughs> the picking up for church I just like I could put myself in those shoes so easily just like yeah. I can just imagine you like getting ready for church and being like you know looking all Mormon cute and being like he's gonna pick me up we're gonna go sit together <laughs> yeah we're sharing him books together <laughs> just one book <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we can look away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Four solid months after meeting, <laughs> he proposed marriage. Playing oh. and <laughs> one of my favorite Michael W. Smith songs on the piano, but all during the last line to For Eternity. <laughs> I'm like literally I have tears like I have tears right now it's so perfect the playing of the piano and singing the song to propose marriage to like I can't imagine anything more Mormon than that I, I mean it was it was initially ending on something like for the rest of my life or something and he made it for eternity oh God, how did you like not just go into instant cringe mode and just be like, no, I think I think that I was, you know, but I was just like, anyway, I'm going to continue. (laughs) (laughs) I know four months sounds like I'm an idiot, but you have to understand in Mormonism, you are all the same person following all the same arbitrary rules from the 1800s and not free to think for yourself. You just need to be physically attracted to each other in order to create more tide payers. Boom. Mm-hmm. If that's not right, that is so, yeah, that's so true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrote that and I was reading it going, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you should. That's a good line. And it's so true. Like, they don't care. They just want you to keep living in fear and having all as many babies as possible to give them more money. That's, yep. that's really what it yeah. boils down to. So I literally uttered the word sure to accept the insane marriage proposal. <laughs> I love that you just said sure. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sure, yeah. <laughs> And off we went planning our wedding for six months from them. After Ronald's prodding and counsel, I begrudgingly went through the grueling interview with my bishop for forgiveness of my earlier mentioned sins, alcohol, sex. Oh, my. Oh, my. Also, this pissed me off because, first of all, it's none of his business, none of Ronald's or your bishop's. but. It's like, these were things in your past. I just, I hate that they make you feel, they continue to bring up your past to make you feel like shit about yourself and make you think you did all these quote unquote sins. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't doing any of those things at that time. And it's like, that meant that I was not stopping and had stopped. So what are we even talking about? Yeah. Why is this even relevant to my current situation? Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't be able to lie and go to the temple. I wouldn't be able to do it because mm. we were raised to be have so much guilt that we'll tell on ourselves like at any moment. Oh, I know. Which honestly, I'm still working through, you know, it's, it kind of <laughs> lingers with you forever. It's like, oh, did I do something wrong? Does everyone hate me? And then it's like, no, you were just raised in a cult that told you you were constantly <laughs> sinful. <so. Yep>. No, <laughs> I honestly do oh. think that's like what perpetuated our anxiety of like always having this fear of like that person's mad at me they hate me or like I've done something wrong even though that's never usually the case in my head I'm just like oh god they nope they must hate me I did something wrong what's wrong like I did it it's it's on me and then the person's just like um I just didn't have my phone with me (laughs) you're okay yeah (laughs) you don't hate you don't (laughs) Yeah, it's just hard to get over that conditioning of, like, you constantly have to dredge up your past and feel bad about yourself. So, I get that helps you cling to the cult because you think the cult is good and I'm bad. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But I guess that could be a whole other episode. (laughs) Um. I remember feeling so incredibly blessed and lucky that this magical, perfect Mormon man would be willing to marry my tainted, broken hymen. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, this guy sucks. (laughs) During our engagement, he became increasingly weirder. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, 
what if he hears this episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, you changed his name, and he's the weird one, so he can live with it. <laughs> if we his identity is protected, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, everyone knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> If we made out too long, he would jizz himself, get very angry, and run away to change. Uh, like, uh, it's just so crazy that when this type of thing happened to me when I was a Mormon, I thought that it was like, I was the only one that this happened to. But I have talked to now, yeah. like, I know this happened to Sarah, I know this happened yep. to you, and we've had countless people reach out to us and say that this happened to them too, like, that uh, they were making out with a Mormon dude and he ejaculated and then he got upset and blamed it on the woman. Like that happens so much. It blows my mind. I mean, I remember that. I remember thinking, you know, like in my head, I'm sort of like, "Uh I'm hot, you know, but, (laughs) but I do remember thinking it's me. Like I'm causing him to do this because I'm bad. Cause I, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, too good a kisser. <laughs> yeah, definitely, though. I used to feel the same way where it's like you, you're kind of like, oh, I did that. But then immediately it would be like, oh, but it's because I'm like tempting him. I'm a temptress and this is all my fault. And especially because the guys would always blame me. They would always say, like, look what you made me do. And they would get really angry with me. And I always mm-hmm. was confused by that. I was like, Why are they so angry with me? Like just two seconds ago, you know, we were Levi loving and making out and everything was great. And now he's really pissed at me. Like what is happening? And it's like, oh, I went too far. I caused him to do this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you're like, and then you feel bad that, that he, you know, sinned. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As if you had any control over it, really. Like, you know, like for certain men, like a soft breeze can blow by and they'll just themselves. <laughs> like it's not your fault. <laughs> not you know, regularly doing anything. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's human, but yeah, right. Of course, they're quick to blame the girl because she did it. It's her fault because that was what they loved doing. That. Yep. Shame. Mm-hmm women for tempting men you can't wear this because you would tempt him right yeah with your sexy shoulders (laughs) your porn Uh, shoulders right yeah yeah porn shoulders shins and calves and upper knee (laughs) oh your kneecaps Mm. Mm. get to going (laughs) um and then i said and not to mention the incident which I still don't fully understand. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to get into the incident. (laughs) I had fallen asleep lounging in bed beside Ronald while he was on his laptop playing World of Warcraft. I know, right? Hot. (laughs) 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 He wore a headset and everything. (laughs) Ooh. I, I mean, foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I awoke to my hand being slowly and creepily repositioned around his gross, hardening dick and him proceeding to jack himself off with my hand. Oh, my God. I just, oh. I, I can't handle this. It's so gross to me like well it's not a violation it's just like what and also what kind of sleeper did he think you were like <laughs> who who would actually sleep through that and what person's like oh that's fine they won't wake up what right yeah and also like I'm just using their body right? yeah yeah like Sarah said like I mean I know it's like funny and gross and weird but it's also very much sexual assault like you didn't yeah. consent to that and right. that's gross. That's awful. Also, I, oh, yeah, sorry. Continue. <laughs> well, I just meant, like, I don't even think of it like that. I don't think of it as sexual assault. I think of it as, as sad for him, you know? Yeah. Like, what it's the? all of the things. It's, because why also, would that 
odd. Like, like in his mind, how is that less of a, like, if he's doing it because he's not supposed to masturbate, like, how is that somehow some sort of loophole to, like, get past confessing? But then it's like, you're still supposed to confess if you have sex outside of marriage and you guys weren't married yet, right? Right. So it just doesn't make any sense on any level. No, no, it does not. Um, Unsure of what to do trying to protect his dignity <laughs> and also prevent me from having to undergo another awful Bishop forgiveness discussion. I pretended to stay asleep until he jizzed all over himself and slowly placed my hand back down. Oh my God. Like what? How fucked up is that? That you, okay. You didn't consent to any of this. You were just sleeping yet your mind immediately goes to like, first of all, protecting how he feels. Secondly, protecting yourself from having to have that shameful, humiliating discussion with your bishop to something that you didn't even consent to do in the first place. Like that is so incredibly fucked up. And it makes me really pissed off that that's the mindset that's taught to women in the church. Right. And it's like, what an embarrassing thing for him. I just didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want him to know that I knew. Oh, but like, how did you, oh yeah, I just can't even imagine, I, I can't like hide any of my emotions or whatever. And I, I imagine like, it must have been incredibly uncomfortable for you. And then like having to pretend like, well, nothing happened. And like knowing, like, I don't know, the whole time I would just think, does he know that I know? Does he like, are we just not talking about it? Or does he really think he got away with this? Like, that is insane. Yeah, I mean, I guess I always thought that he believed I was asleep. What? Oh, my God. That is crazy. But. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like Sarah. I think I would have a hard time holding back. But then again, I've never been in that situation. And, you you know, you never really know what you're going to do. Like, wow. I mean, and I can tell you that. The sex did not um, <laughs> did not get better. We oh, weren't on a good trajectory to begin oh. with. Oh no! That is so sad. Was it? Never mind. You know I mean, what? Like, this is just another testament to men, all men, but I mean, religious men and Mormon men, they need like sex ed, and a part of sex ed should be pleasure. It needs to happen. I'm yeah, an advocate I mean, for okay, it. Thank like I just don't think. What was that? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying they just don't think of pleasure for well, the other person as part of it, I don't think. No, it just doesn't register. It's like, to them, I don't know, it feels good to them, so maybe they're just assuming it feels good for the other person, and they don't they don't consider it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's because they've only ever, like, had references from movies or like you know media entertainment that just shows the guy like any sex scene is like you know they start kissing and the guy starts putting his penis in like immediately and that's just so it yeah <laughs> like greg and i watch those movies and he's just like oh it's tv sex again where there's like all of a sudden the woman's just instantly wet and there's no foreplay <laughs> like and they always make the same sounds like the women always make the same like groans and moans yep. and it's just Oh, that that went from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> yep, literally just a few kisses, and then it's like goes right in easily. Which you know, amazing if that was the case. <laughs> For most women, that's not. So, have you guys seen that tweet? That's like I don't know the exact words, but it's something like, you know, we see we see McKinsley uh, online talking about how much she how perfect her her boyfriend Bobby is when Bobby just drives a Honda Accord and thinks the adequate foreplay is undoing her bra. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like proud of himself after. Yeah, oh, I got it off. Let's go. <laughs> no, no shit. One time Ronald like sat on the, I was watching TV. He sits on the couch with me, just throws his hand on my boob, like with my bra and shirt on and probably garments. You know, with the bra over the garments. <laughs> <laughs> and he just put his hand on my boob, like, just cupped it. And I look over, I'm like, yes, can I help you? 
can I help you, sir? Do you need something? And he was just kind of like, you know, I want to have sex. Oh, <gasps> that is Gabe. That was like, he honestly was like, that'll get her going. Hand over boob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they think putting their hand on our boob is the same thing as us putting our hand on their wiener. Like, as if it's going to be ultra stimulating or something. <laughs> what yeah. in the Our actual world? With the bra and the garment and the. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, hello? <laughs> you're like, no, no, sir. I'm going to need more than that. I'm going to need you to suck on them titties a little bit if we're going to do that. <laughs> like, no, just hand over bra. <laughs> and just awesome. sit there, just like holding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great I mean I'm pretty sure that's just how Greg says hello to me it's nothing like just like hey and I'm like oh hi like instead of a hand instead of a handshake it's a boob shake basically (laughs) I mean I I mean I won't get like like, that's an, an entirely different story but my marriage in the temple which was scary as fuck um, you know, because it was the endowment ceremony plus the marriage, and I was crying the entire time. And oh. his family's like, she's feeling the spirit. And God, no. Like, I could not speak the words because I was bawling the entire oh. time. And none of my family could be there because none of them were, like, righteous enough at the time. Like, my brother, my oldest brother, really texted me and was like, I had a beer, you know, like a month ago, and I can't come to your wedding. So sad. It's so sad. It's such a cult. Like, yeah, because someone had a beer once, they're not allowed to go to their sister's wedding. Uh, Like, and you felt so guilty, you couldn't lie. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, after the wedding, we went to, we drove a little bit and so we got married in the Orlando temple and then in Lake city, Florida, that's where he lost his virginity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Old Lake city, Lake city <laughs> Florida. <laughs> but like, I'm sure he gets a little hard just hearing it. He's <laughs> like, Ooh. But I mean, I was crying so much that whole day and night that like, I said to him, like, can we not do it tonight? I just like emotionally, I'm just not well, you know, and he was like, he begged me. (gasps) And I just let it happen. Oh, God. That's how we started our marriage. Like, that's heartbreaking. And makes me very upset at him. And like, again, it's another situation without consent that you might not right at that time. But like the fact that he's, you know, convincing you or just like talking you into doing something that you don't want to do. That's. And that, that person you just committed your life and quote unquote all eternity to. They're supposed to care about your well-being on to- like over everything else. And he yep. just doesn't care that you've been emotionally wrecked he just wants to have sex like that makes me so mad like he's waited so long I mean I I think I remember that was part of it like I have been waiting this whole time you know so many years yeah but dude you've been waiting so many years what's one more day like to help like let your wife have 24 hours to grieve or to feel the feelings that she's feeling like right and when you want your wife to want to do it exactly wouldn't you want her to be enthusiastic and excited and not uh, like sad (laughs) that's but but that goes back to like them just only thinking about themselves and not knowing that like you know sex is is two people like it's not just one-sided and it's not just oh I get to pleasure myself or get you know like I have I'm the only one that needs to be in the mood no both people need to be in the mood and both people need to want it like that's the thing that Mormon guys just in general are not at all it's not it's never ever discussed in the church or I mean not enough in just cult society in general but like definitely the man is the priesthood holder and his will comes first in Mormon yeah yeah I mean, and like later, 
I started locking the bathroom door when I would shower because I didn't want him to come in because he would come in the shower. And then I felt like I, you know, he wanted to have sex and I felt like I had to like perform. And I'm like, I'm just trying to take a shower. God, that is giving me like such mad anxiety of feeling trapped and like uncomfortable in your own home. I can't even, I can't imagine. That's one of my worst nightmares. Yeah. And I know, I, I feel like you're, um, you're being very gentle with, with him in regards to like, you know, you have, he's, he's nuanced, right. And you understand that and that the church has played a part in his actions, but like you were living with an abuser like that coming into your personal space and not getting your consent. That is abuse. And that makes me feel like viscerally, like Sarah just said, like, I feel claustrophobic. I feel Mm -hmm. I'm getting like sweaty thinking about that. And that's never something that a person should have to live through. I'm very sorry. Yeah. It was awful. And, and I mean, I never, you know, it's like in my head, I just feel sorry for him. I don't think, oh, I was abused, you know, because I'm like, he was just so clueless and, and he was so, you know, brainwashed by the church. It right. was like, he wasn't even a person really. It like, comes from a culture and a church that, that essentially taught him those actions yeah yeah and made him be that way yeah um and then when um so after six months when we were married for six months um I moved to Augusta so he could go to school um and his dad was wanting me to quit school because he was like you can be his secretary what Um, yeah. And I was just like, "Mm," you know, and I never changed my last name because I was kind of quietly like backing away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his dad was really upset about that. His dad was an awful, awful man, like very gross, like one of these gross, like patriarchal, like, ass. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I was just thinking that word sounds like a disgusting patriarchal control freak. If he's telling like, first of all, <laughs> like he can fuck off, but he's like, it's like, that's not your life. Like, it's not his life. I mean, yeah. you know, and he's trying to control his daughter-in-law and what she, if she does or doesn't go to school and what she does as a career and how she what name she has. Like, yeah. that's none of his. Business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Ugh. And one time, yeah, I had a big fight with him, his, my father-in-law, because, I mean, not really a big fight. It was just more, I was very offended at the end, but I, they were writing the newspaper article for our engagement. And I mean, Sarah knows like, that's like a Southern thing. It is. I was just thinking about that. (laughs) God, that's so Southern. Yeah. I know. (laughs) People don't know that. Like, it's like you have to do that in the South. But I didn't want to do that in my newspaper because, you know, I'm I'm different. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I didn't want to do that, but they did it in their newspaper. Um, and they were reading it to me, like trying to make sure that everything was right. And it was saying, like, you know, introducing me and then saying the granddaughter of, and it was saying, um, it, it said Mr. and Mrs. Rupert Bates, which is my grandpa's name. And I said, could we add my grandma's name? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, I don't know. I just, I was feeling that. And maybe it had something to do with the fact that I was about to get married and change last names. But I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I love my grandma's name. It's Magdalene. That's like a Oh, family. pretty. Yeah. 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 And um, it was like, I wanted to say Mr. and Mrs. Rupert and Magdalene Bates, you know, because why does right. it have her entire name? I yep. know. She's- I've I've never, ever, ever been a fan. Like, even when I was a Mormon, when they would just introduce the woman, you know, it, it was never even her name at all. She just became the right. Mrs. to the man. Yep. I, that never sat well with me. I was like, oh, so cool. You just erased her whole name. Nice. Right. Like, she's just a... A female and the female that man's possession now she's just the yeah. wife like that's all she is yeah um and his 
dad was like, so his mom said, no, that's not how it's traditionally written. We're oh. doing it this way. <laughs> um, and I was like, and you oh. said, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> as as I got to say that stuff I wanted to say to them. But then I like walked outside for a little while, like to cool off and really to like call one of my friends and bitch about it. And then I go back in and his dad's like, so what you want after you guys get married, you want them to introduce you as Mr. And Mrs. Shelby Allen. So you want. Holy fucking shit. Can I kick him in the shins? It's like, how about I just want to be me. I don't want to be just one person now because I'm married. It's like. Yeah. And also, so like, what if, like, what if your then husband, like he wouldn't have, cause he, you know, but there are men who marry women and they take the woman's last name. And yep. to, and to him, that seems like such an odd, aud- like the audacity of oh, that, yeah. but it's like, come on, like let people, they can take whatever name they want or keep their original name or it can go any way you can hyphenate, like yeah, <laughs> maybe the things that are traditional are not always the best. Okay. <laughs> right. Just because you've been doing it forever doesn't mean you need to keep doing it that way. Yeah. Let people decide how they want to do it. I think that's the key. (laughs) That was never a question. I mean, the week that I left Ronald, I, um, there was a list of, of like a potluck list of what each family is like bringing to this potluck. And of course it went to the men first. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, the list was over there and then it came to the women and I remember it being passed around and I saw it say he wrote my name I don't know but he wrote my name with his last name which I did not take and you know and said homemade apple pie what the actual Uh, fuck no of course he just volunteers you and won't contribute anything himself and then he, God, first of all, and then he changes your last name, which you hadn't changed. Yeah. And then he said, homemade apple pie, like I've made that before. Or like, I have any knowledge of how to do that. I would be so mad. I'd be I, like, wow, like, yeah. you don't own me. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I was so upset about that. And I was like, that is not my name. And it almost felt like he was being a little, you know, um, you know, a little knife there, a little dagger with like the whole mm. I'm deciding for you and this is really your last name. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, and you look at where the, not only the church that he came from, but the father that he came from. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Oh, like sure. you're yeah. just taught that you just take charge and you just tell yeah. that woman what to do, put her in her place. Oh, I would have lost my shit. I would have baked him an apple pie with my shit. I would have been like, get (laughs) out of here. Like the help? I love that. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that is so. Here's an apple pie. (laughs) 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 I mean, uh, well, the way that I told, I mean, I knew I wanted to get divorced before then, but. When it was like Christmas of that year, it was it was about to happen. It was around Christmas, New Year's. Um, and we were driving. So this was his first time, which is insane. Like we're married. But this is his first time spending Christmas with my family. Wow. And we are married. And he goes into the back room and plays World of Warcraft on his little laptop with his headset. Oh, my God. The oh entire Wow. And then um, he's playing it in the back seat um, on the drive home because this was Georgia, but um, we went up to Tennessee where I have family. And um, so then he, we're driving home and he's in the back seat with the headset and the laptop doing his thing. <laughs> and my brother is driving us. And my brother hated him <laughs> and family. <laughs> But I look at my brother and I said, I'm going to get a divorce. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not happy. And my brother was like, he is right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he's got his wow. He's not even listening yeah. to me. 
<laughs> I was like, you can't hear me. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't until much later that I think that I realized how bad it was and, and how insane it was. I, I felt guilty. I felt bad for, you know, leaving him. I felt, oh no, like it makes him look so bad to be a Mormon man divorced. Like, and I just didn't know what I wanted. And, you know, for some reason I'm not happy, but. (laughs) Again, again, like, I mean, everything you're saying, it's showing how women are conditioned to put the the men first. Like you were worried about his reputation over your happiness. And then he, almost six months later, he was getting married again. (gasps) What? Sarah, don't. I thought you knew her too because she was Maybe part I of that mistake. So just to clarify, so you met Ronald, you dated for four months, you got engaged, <laughs> you got married, and then what, like six months later, you got divorced? Right. So in a year and a half, I met, married, and divorced him. And then six months after that, he married another woman that was from your young single yeah. adult group oh yeah. my god that is and they lived in my house that I owned that I bought with my parents life insurance money oh um, oh my god what yeah because I could not bear to like kick him out because I thought oh. it was my fault oh, Shelby oh. my heart for you oh my god Uh. (laughs) and now and I mean I remember when I was in pharmacy school calling him when they were selling the house and I was and I was like pissed because of something they were doing I don't even remember and he was just shocked that I was so aggressive with him I guess because I I'd never been before (laughs) but you know I was completely a different person by that point and I was like I was just like telling him how it's going to be. And he was like, um, <laughs> well, good. good for you. I I love to see and hear that you've grown, obviously. I mean, obviously you left the church and left him and then it seems like, yeah, you've definitely grown a whole lot. Makes me happy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at the time, whenever I was getting out of the church and everything, it was around the same time as when I left him. Um, I forgot to say this because this is important. His, when he was getting, when he was engaged to new wife, um, he, I was relieved. First of all, I was like, oh, thank God. He's not, you know, um, tarnished because of me. Like he's going to get married again. Thank God. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then the bishop from our ward um, calls me and is like, you have to, we need your approval of her so they can get married because she's going to be your sister wife in heaven. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Okay. So did you go through with, did you ask for like a temple divorce or are you technically? No. No. Oh my God. No. I mean, it was hard enough to get a regular divorce. I thought I could get an annulment and I got like laughed out of there. Like they Whoa. were like you planned a wedding, you know, like because annulments aren't about time together. It's right. about proving that you were incapacitated at the time, which I will now argue. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But I love that you brought this up because we hear so often from Mormons that we're we're wrong in that we, you know, we we speak about the polygamy in heaven, but here you are living proof. Oh, that yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, you're going to be in their religion. You're forever sealed to this guy and new yeah. wife. Like and, there and it is. There's the service they are doing for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> what gross. did you do? What did you say? Um, I, you know, at the, it's like, I'm such a different person. Like now I'd go, hell no. I mean, I would freak <laughs> out, you know, but And I would laugh like I would be like crazy. (laughs) But then I was like, what? 
it was just so shocking because I had always defended Mormonism from polygamy forever. And Mm -hmm. it was really shocking. And I spent hours on the phone with the bishop crying, you know, just like, I didn't realize this and that's not fair. And, you know, if, if God knows that I don't want to be with him in heaven, like, I don't, why would he make me be with him? And, and then, um, and then I even text Ronald and said, what do you think will happen if, if me, you and your new wife, like died the day after your temple marriage, you know, he was like, I think that I would help you get into heaven and then I would help her and then I'd go be with her. What? Shit. I I just went, no, no. (laughs) And I was like, no, you know, this bishop is wrong. You know, Ronald is wrong. If God loves me, he would not make me be with him in heaven. And, and then that, you know, kind of tunneled into like snowballed into me leaving Mormonism altogether because then I ended up reading the CES letter. And I mean, I was obsessed, you know, for probably a year of my life, I was just reading about it going, how could they, how could they lie to me? You know, how could they do this to me? And, but I ended up, um, um, writing a letter with help of like, I think it was exmormon.com or something like that. I wrote a letter to Salt Lake City headquarters, you know, and said that they need to remove my records altogether, you know, completely remove me. Don't count me in your numbers, you know, remove my baptism, remove my temple marriage, everything. Because I refused to agree that she was going to be my sister wife in heaven. Yeah. So that was the best way to do that so that he can get married. Um, and so I just removed it altogether because to me that was yeah. worth that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Good definitely. for you. I mean, for all of it. But then, yeah, it's almost like that little, of course, even though we don't believe in that afterlife, it's, we you know, it's, or, you know, it's all bullshit and made up, but it's, I like, mm-hmm being able to take that power back from him and being like, yeah, no, fuck you. Like I'm not in your mind now, even I'm not going to be your sister in heaven, you know, it's it's in my power, my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was dating a guy at the time and he was like, why do you care if you don't believe that that's true? And I was like, because he can't care. Like he can't think that. (laughs) Right. It's yeah. It's, it's kind of just like the, (laughs) it's the, the idea of it that you don't want to him for him to even think that yeah I well, and especially that that comment he made of you know I would help you get into heaven first it's like fuck off yeah I don't need your help I don't need you to save right. me right. like because you're a worthy priesthood holder like fuck off and I don't <laughs> want to go to the celestial kingdom with you that would suck so bad. exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like I will you know do my duty and take you there <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a um, wild and amazing story. Like, I just think it, you showed oh so much gosh. strength, you know? I also forgot to tell you guys, because we need to laugh about Ronald also for a moment. He said, whenever I said I want a divorce, he said that I had to tell his parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he five? <laughs> Like you're you that wants to leave. This is your fault. You tell my parents. <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> oh God. <sighs> he was so scared of his dad, you know, and he was like, "No, she needs to tell him." <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm so- mad that he got married six months later. Like, wow. Yeah, that poor woman. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, I do wonder. I wonder, like, randomly every couple of years, like, is he, does she lock her bathroom door? You know, <laughs> I'm sure probably. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, I would, I would be surprised if he'd learned and done better. But, you know, I 
guess you never yeah. know. <laughs> uh, oh my God, Shelby, I feel like we could keep talking to you for hours, um, but sadly, <laughs> our time is up for this episode. But I just, I want to thank you so much for coming on and being so vulnerable and telling all of those amazing stories that really, they really need to be spoken about because a lot of people don't. It's hard to talk about, but thank you for doing that and thank raising you awareness. So me. I'm I was so pumped I've been telling everybody I'm like I'm gonna be on a podcast <laughs> well you did an amazing job your story is like how you you wrote it and then telling it it's like you it basically like puts you in the story even in the really horrible parts and I just want to say sorry again that you went through that and thank you as Katie mentioned for being vulnerable to even talk about these things and to do it in a way that I think is going to be really relatable to a lot of our listeners and it also was just kind of great to go down memory lane with you mm-hmm. I'm like sitting here the whole time in the episode being like oh right I'm actually like supposed to be participating but I'm just thinking about Georgia days like <laughs> oh yeah. remember that one time and lots of like Ugh, not good memories like, <laughs> not good Mormon memories yeah. yeah I mean and thank you guys for doing this it's like I tell people all the time about you guys because I'm like, you need to listen to this. Even some like current Mormons who are not that, uh, you know, they're a little wiggly in their stance. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just listen to it. <laughs> oh, that's really Thanks. nice. Yeah. Oh, well, that was an amazing episode. And thank you listeners, as always, for being here with us. And we'll be back next week with some more. Thanks, guys, for listening, and be on the lookout for Shelby's book whenever it comes out, because I want to read it. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Me too. (laughs) All right. All right. Good night. Bye.